Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Hey, Jay. What's up? Okay. Um, so, I'm in school to do the MFA. Yep. So, I got to finish the MFA. But um, for now, on the South, yep. what we agreed to was instead of user acceptance testing, yep. we do user access granted to the system. Okay. All right. I'll make and sure. Then to, and then we need to delete the paragraph following. Wait. Delete which paragraph? Hold on. Change deliverable assessment to to a verification of acceptability by a verified convention agreement. Final testing shall be based upon the CF body body bond. Okay. So that's that's the first change. I I gotta go through the draft, but that's where we are now. Okay. And then we'll and then we'll extend the discount to one fifteen. Oh, okay. All right. Sounds good. Very cool. All right, but Talk to Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. There behind the glass stands a real blade of grass. Be careful as you pass. Move along, move along. Come inside, the show's about to start. Well, it looks like that this is the day where Sean has work, 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 work. Work, 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 work. It's like, uh, hi-ho, hi-ho, I'm off to work we go. And I'm sorry for the delay, everybody. Uh, a couple of minutes late for both Seth and myself. I actually started the show, and then I got a phone call from work. So I had to go off and then come back on. Seth's back on now. So a early Happy New Year to everybody. The final show of 2019, the final show of the 2010s, I guess it's called, and we're on to the 2020s next week. I know Seth's on. Hi, Seth. I think that's Seth. It's a 646 number. Seth, you on? Hello? Hello, who is this? Hi, this yes, is Seth. Yes, hello. Hi, Hi how Zach. Are you? I thought you were Seth. I'm doing well. What uh, are you I'm calling about, Seth. sir? Uh, I'm calling about, well, a very good friend of, of Seth, and he mentioned you were doing some playoff predictions. And uh, I'm we a very big are. New Orleans Saints fan. So I'd like to talk about that okay. game this coming week. Okay. Oh, um, absolutely. There's going um, to be no Minneapolis miracle happening whatsoever. Kirk Cousins will be under duress the entire game. Marshawn Latimer will be guarding Diggs, and this will be an absolute blowout uh, for Drew Brees as he cruises on to the Super Bowl. Well, it's a nice prediction. Um, I, I I don't believe that Kirk Cousins will be under duress all, all the time. Uh, without Sheldon Rankins, without Marcus Davenport, uh, the line is a little bit um, beaten up, as most – as most defensive lines are these days, uh, there are some major injuries on the New Orleans front seven. But that's not to say that they can't get pressure. I just don't think that he'll be beaten up all day. I think the running attack of Dalvin Cook, he will be back, will certainly put some um, some energy into the into the Vikings. I agree with you. I think that the Saints do move on. But I don't believe that this is such the runaway that you think it is. 
This is a minus minus eight spread, and I would hammer this home all day. I'll put my mortgage on it. Uh, I mean, Drew Brees is going to win by 24 points, and I can say that 24. with absolute confidence. 24 points. I can say okay. that with, with absolute okay. confidence. Uh, I'm sorry to say Kirk Cousins is just unfortunately not a franchise quarterback. I don't believe in him. He's lost me money over the years. They dealt him out of Washington for a reason, and uh, he needs to go. He really needs to go. Well, and that's just well, there are a couple cents. of things that have – hold on a second, and, and thank you very much for the call. Uh, there's a couple of things. First of all, Kirk Cousins was not dealt out of Washington. He left. So that's first. Okay. That's uh, there was no that's trade. Fair. There was no trade. Uh, second of all, you're right. Kirk Cousins has not played up to par uh, in primetime games, no question about it. But he also has not had a running attack like he has this year. And I think that he has – the Monday night game notwithstanding, he has played very well this year. He's not a franchise quarterback. You're probably right. He was in the right place at the right time for $30 million, spot on. But at the same time, he's in the top 15 quarterbacks in the NFL. I'd, I'd be safe to put him there. But you're absolutely right. Breeze is definitely one of the top three, uh, an omission from the, from the top 10 of the NFL's 100 this week. And Seth and I will talk about that when he does get on the air. But you're, I, I appreciate your call and wish you a very happy new year, sir. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Happy new year. You're welcome. Well, that was Zach and not Seth. I thought it was going to be Seth. And hopefully Seth will be joining us in a minute. Um, and we can talk more about the other games as well. Uh, for our final broadcast of 2019, and just to put a little bow on it, we'll get Seth's prediction as well uh, about New Orleans and Minnesota. But before we go there, what did we think of last week's games, like yesterday's games? I'm used to being on a Tuesday. It's only Monday. But all the games were done 16 games in one day. It was maddening, absolutely maddening. And Seth is now hey, on so Seth, you know, it's – hey, so so if you didn't hear, Zach, your buddy Zach came on first. So uh, right. he, he talked a little bit about uh, Drew Brees, and um, he talked about Drew Brees and how the, the Vikings were going to be decimated by 24 points this week. And I, and I told him I'm not sure it will be that much. <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, look, New Orleans is an overwhelming favorite. Uh, good afternoon, everybody. Sorry for running a little bit late. Had to say goodbye to the staff for the year since I am on my way to Boca in 24 hours. So, um, yeah, they, these are not really the sexiest, uh, the sexiest, sexiest first-round playoff games I've ever seen. Yeah, I agree with you, um, but – I don't believe it will be that much of a blowout by any stretch of the imagination. They're not sexy, but I got to tell you, Tennessee versus New England is rather interesting. I love that game. It's the mo- I do too, and I like Tennessee. Um, be- behind one of our keepers for next year, I think we now oh, having run for 200 yards, led the league in rushing. Um, congrats to Derrick Henry, Mike Vrabel, and the rest of the posse down down in the Delta Blue. Um, yeah, the, New England looks terrible. There's no other way to put it. Brady looks frustrated. You know, a team that barely held off Buffalo, who's in kind of, Buffalo, who's kind of in a more interesting, I think, AFC, pretty interesting AFC first round playoff game. Um, it's there. There's no. There's no gotta watch game. Is the best way to put it. You know, usually there's one game I kind of say to myself, I need to see this. I don't have that game. I'd like to watch them, but I can live without it. Okay. I mean, look, I can see that. I, I will pro- – I have thought that way about a lot of the NFL this year in general. I don't know whether it's just because I am apathetic about it or maybe the Jets are – I mean, they're 7-9. The Jets. Had to win six six out of their last eight to get to there, 
I'm not sure whether it's that or that the Giants are really bad or that I have normally I'm a Jets fan until I'm an anti-Patriots fan and I don't see any way that the Patriots are going to win this year. So maybe it's that too. I, I, I just, you're absolutely right that there aren't those marquee matchups this week. What are the marquee matchups that you would want to see in these playoffs? I think, look, Seattle going on the road to Philly is an interesting matchup to the point that Philly is so decimated, but so is Seattle. And that game could go either way. And if it goes to Philly's point, then you're, then everybody that is saying, well, Philly can't win. It's an awful uh, idea of giving Philly a home game because they finished so poorly it kind of throws that all out the window if they can beat Seattle. But going to Philly, I think Philly wins this game, despite the fact that they have, like, their sixth wide receiver. And what exactly does Seattle have at the running game? Their sixth running back. I mean – Well, I, I think that's the point. Both teams, both teams are completely decimated by injury. And, you know, that San Francisco, it took them literally a lucky non-pass interference call to secure the game last night kind of kind of gives me more confidence in my feeling that they're not ready for this yet. I mean, they're, they're ready to be – they're not ready to, to win the NFC at this point. I just – they haven't been the same team the last couple of weeks. They're very good, but I don't they're, – they're not my favorite to, uh, to win – to go to this – to represent the NFC this year. Well, then your favorite is the New Orleans Saints. Which is yeah. my favorite. Which is my favorite as well. Uh, the Saints have been there, not to Zach's point of view, where they are this dominating team that will overthrow the world, but they are a very no, good team on both the, sides of the ball. To, they're going to have to go to Lambeau Field and to San Francisco. Neither of those are particularly, you know, a breeze team in Green Bay in January scares the crap out of me. Because that is not a team built for January outside weather. No. No, but the one difference that they've had that they have in the last couple of years that they did not have prior when they were this when they were an amazing team is that they have a run game. Kamara is tremendous. And he hasn't been utilized this year to the extent that he probably will be if they do have to go to Green Bay. Now, here's the interesting question, at least to me. If San Francisco has to play Seattle again, where do you pick that? Even if it's in San Fran. Because I'm not sure I'd pick San Fran in that game. I'm not either. Um, but I kind of if they if it gets uh, I want to see how Seattle looks against Philly before I'm willing to oh, make yeah. any judgment calls. Um, That's fair. I Seattle is a running team, and yep. I am not confident in their running game for obvious reasons. Penny's out, Chris Carson's out, Proceeds out. So you're on your number. You're on Travis Homer, who let's be honest, 85 percent of the popul of the NFL. 99% of NFL fans had never heard of before yesterday or before last week. Marshawn Lynch, who, while a fun story, we don't really know what we have in him at this point. And Robert Turbin, who hasn't played in a couple of years. You know, their wide receivers are good, but they're not to the – they're not – you know, they're not to the Michael Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, point where you know they're so overwhelming that they, that they'll make up for it. And going against the San Francisco defense, like led by Michael, uh, led by uh, Sherman, um, who played in Seattle forever, it's not like they're, that they're really far into anything that Seattle is going to do offensively anyway. So I I really need to see how they play Philly, and I don't know. What to make out of Philly? I don't. I don't. You know, it's literally like watching a college team at this point. But a college team that beat 
three lesser colleges. Yeah, no, no disagreement. Okay, so let's move on to the uh, let's move on to the AFC, where the Bills have to go to Houston, and the Titans go to the Patriots. Now, every year there is one visiting team that wins. Who is the away team that's going to win this week out of those four games? So you've picked, uh, I believe you've picked Seattle as the winner over the the Eagles. Is that correct, or are you picking the Eagles? No, I'm picking the Eagles. Um, okay. I don't think Seattle so can go to Philly and win on the road without a running game, and I'm not convinced they have one. I okay, think so both who, AFC so, road teams. I think both AFC road teams win. Wow. Um, okay. Well, I hate them. Now, to be fair, I underestimated New England last year and was big on San Diego. And we were sitting at the New York Beer Authority at four, outside 42nd Street, and my pick went to shreds within about seven minutes. I hate this matchup for New England because all Tennessee is going to do is pound the crap out of Derrick Henry. And Ryan Tannehill... Look, there probably means that A.J. Brown isn't going to do much because I'm assuming Stephen Gilmore is going to be shadowing him all game. But I have so little confidence right now in the New England offense. And Vrabel knows that team. I like Tennessee. I think it's a good matchup. I think Buffalo-Houston is a flip. So tell me why you like Buffalo. I like Buffalo because I really have no confidence Houston can win a big game. Not that I have an enormous amount of confidence that Buffalo can, but I believe Buffalo will be able to throw on tennis on Houston. Houston's defense is one of the weakest for any playoff team. I think I like the idea of John Brown against any Houston second Houston secondary cornerback. And as good as DeAndre is. Tredavious White's pretty much the second or third best cornerback in football. Will Fuller can't stay healthy. Carlos Hyde is a mediocre running back. I'll be honest. I think Tennessee beats – I think Buffalo wins this game, and I think Bill O'Brien gets fired. Because I think this team plateaus. With at, This is where they plateau. Well, that would set up some interesting second-round matchups where the Titans would then go to Baltimore and the Bills would go to Kansas City. And that Bills-Kansas City game, uh, that's a game I would like to watch. Like, that's a game, that's a game that would be on my TV. More, I think more than any other game right now is that game. Um, unless you get no. Uh, no. New, Orleans, New Orleans and Green Bay. Green Bay. Right? Yeah, New Orleans-Green yeah. Bay is... is, is the game, and it's funny because they're probably the two smallest, two of the smallest metropolitan areas in the in the NFC, in the NFL. But let's be honest, that is the game if you can get it. San Francisco, Seattle is pretty attractive, but New Orleans Rogers versus Breeze, forget about it. Well, last week the we only talked real- about. Sorry, go ahead. No, I. Was I going to say the only really attractive game to me in the AFC is most like is what we're looking at as a conference final. That Kansas City Baltimore game, if it comes to that, is absolutely phenomenal. So last week we went through the a, the top uh, hundred for the offense, and we said we'd do the defense this week, and I think we should just push that off for one more week while we go through some of our predictions for 2020. But one thing that we both messed up was that we said that there were only two quarterbacks on that list. I, I read that and, somewhere. Yeah, I guess it's just you take ten. Right. So they took ten quarterbacks, and off those quarterbacks, off the list, were Drew Brees and Brett Favre. So let's. Uh, I'll tell you the no, top Brett ten Favre that made were it. on there. Brett, oh, Favre, Brett Favre made, made right, it. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Drew Brees definitely did not. So, and Aaron Rodgers so we have, not. right. So we have Brady, 
Favre, Unitas, Graham, Sammy Baugh, John Elway, Peyton Manning. Who am I missing? Dan Marino and Dan Marino. I think that's it. I think I got 10. So the one guy that's missing to me is Drew Brees. Now, I, I, I went back and forth, and I was like, all right, so who am I going to take off this list? And then, of course, Monday morning quarterback or football morning in America or whatever you call it, that Peter King writes now, he broached the subject, and he goes, guys, remember, we voted on this a year and a half ago. We voted on this in, two, in the spring of 2018. So I'm kind of like, ah, well then. <laughs> That's like the last two years of Drew Brees' career never existed, right? And if you're going to take the last two years out, which is over, what, 8,000 yards, and the two most prolific percentage-wise passing years of all time, and him breaking... Kate Manning's touchdown record, like all these things don't matter. Okay, I'm good on the 10. Like, Starbucks, the one that I really have no idea because I'm kind of like, yeah, you hear stories about him, but I never really saw him at all. But you hear stories, and you're kind of like, okay, certainly. He was named an MVP in the Super Bowl. He won two titles. I get all that. He won the Heisman, which I know doesn't count. And he was Roger Staubach, right? But the only guy that I think that, I I mean, aside from him, excuse me, and aside from Breeze that you have to think about would be Fran Tarkenton. And the only reason to me Franz Harkinson's not on that list is because he did not win a Super Bowl. Yeah, well, that also leads to the the argument, then why is Dan Marino there? Because Tarkenton had all the records, if I remember correctly, prior to Marino. And the problem, the problem you have is this. There's, there's probably three or four quarterbacks – Sammy Ball is kind of like George Mike in, in, the NFL, in the NBA 100. We didn't see him, but if you're voted the best player of the first 50 years, you belong on the team. Otto Graham won, played 10 years and went to 10 championship games. Tom Brady's probably the greatest player of all, greatest quarterback of all time. Peyton Manning's probably one in the top five. Johnny Unitas is the top player of the first 75 years. Joe Montana trumps Unitas. Elway revolutionized the game. So the question really is, Staubach, I mean, would you take out Favre? Eh, it's, a, it's hard. It's Favre, you know, Favre was just a different kind of player. But, yeah, the three names that kind of come in, that come into play, because remember, yeah, Drew Brees only won, won, won the Super Bowl, Went to one Super Bowl and won it, but let's be honest. Last year was an absolute sham that he didn't go because of the missed pass interference call. And let's call it what it was. They would have won the game if there if that call was made. And you can't play if right. that was a pass interference call. But Seth, it still wouldn't have counted. This voting was done before sure. last year. So right. no, I it get doesn't it. matter. So, okay, so the last two so even the year before that. They lose to Minnesota on the last play of the game. They probably win the Super Bowl if they win that game. Because I think they go to Bill Philly and beat the crap out of them. So, I mean, he's had some bad luck in this. I don't, I don't know who you replace them. Do you replace Favre? Well, he broke Favre's record. Half of the records he broke were Favre's. It, it may just be too difficult of a call to make. But if you had 12, those are your extra two. Well, like I said, the one guy that I would have thought to take off would have been Sava. And you haven't given me a reason why not to take them off. No, I I don't have one. Um, Okay. You know, the other one you can look at, and it's hard to take him off, is Bart Starr. Because it was not an era of great court, it was not a quarterback era. His stats are not great, um, but he won 
five championships, two Super Bowls. You know, but they were a running game led, led by Jim Taylor and Paul Horning, and they had a great defense. So it's kind of hard to – it's hard. For, I never saw them play. I find it really difficult to make that call. So if you're going to knock one out, you're not – you're probably – I agree with Peter King. You're probably taking out Staubach. If you're taking out two and you're putting in Tarkington and Breeze, good luck on who the, who the last one, who the other one is to kick out. I have no idea. I agree. Completely agree with that. Okay, so let's talk about some of the firings that happened. So we we obviously have we obviously have um, Ron Rivera coming in for obviously Bill Callahan not getting that job, and <laughs> surprisingly, surprisingly, Dan Snyder has now hit a snag, according to reports with Ron Rivera. Shocking. You're kidding. That's the guy that can't. You're kidding. No. Nope. Nope. According to reports, that, that deal has hit today, like about an hour ago. Wow. So Bruce, Bruce Allen is out. They have Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera kill, uh, hits the Rooney rule. You can hire Ron Rivera without doing anything else if that's the guy you want. And now the Giants have fired their coach. The Browns have fired their coach. You know there's always one or two more that are coming. And you're Daniel Snyder, and you're fucking this up? What are you kidding? Whoa. Language. I know. No. Hey, it's hard out it's hard out there for a skin fan. I I thought the deal was done. Um it, whoever they bring in they can't bring in a young coach. They need to bring in someone who gives who they have respect who brings in respect right away. Rivera does that. McCarthy would do that. Although not to the same degree, although he's won a Super Bowl and Rivera obviously hasn't. You if you're if you're Dan Snyder, you can't mess this up. You just can't. And I wonder if I wonder if it's a player operations because maybe he's hesitant to give you know just because he got rid of Allen doesn't mean he wants Rivera wants or got rid of Allen doesn't mean he wants he wants Rivera to hold, to have all power. So Rivera hasn't probably done enough to warrant that in Charlotte or Carolina. But the problem is this leads to almost the giant situation where you can't hire a coach if you don't have a GM. It doesn't work. And I can well, kill the Giants for pulling this crap on our end. So. Well, that was going to be my next question. Is Jason Garrett headed to the Meadowlands? I hope not. I don't want Dave Gettleman. I don't want Jason Garrett. You were okay with Gettleman last year. Let's 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 go back a step. You were okay with Gettleman last year. I was. I was. I was. And I said we give him more than one year. But what I didn't realize was Solder was going to get worse. Hernandez wasn't going to get any better. They would trade a third round pick for Leonard Williams, which seems ridiculous at this point. Thank you very they, much. You're welcome. Um, welcome to seven and nine again. Way to go. Um, you know, no, we get no, we get your third round pick. Thank you very much. I know. And welcome to seven and nine again. So you lose out, you miss yeah, out of the well, top ten again or top eight. Yeah. Yeah. Well. I. The reality is he's, and I also didn't realize how anti-analytic he was. You know, you want to build on the lines, that's fine. I kind of like their defensive line, even despite they're, they're young. But I like Tomlinson. I like Lawrence. I like B.J. Hill. I like Marcus Golden, who they'd have to resign. But none of this is anything that he's done, except for the trade for Beckham. And what pisses me off about Beckham is a couple of things. Number one, he didn't look at any other team because he said he wasn't getting a better deal. 
he didn't offer to trade with the Jets to go down or with one of the other teams to go down so they could someone so they could get their quarterback if Barkley was who he wanted. And I hated that, and you knew that. Hold on, but that's not Gettleman. Gettleman could have gone down to three or four and gotten Barkley. Hold on a second. Gettleman wasn't – was he the GM at that point? Am I missing a Gettleman Gettleman absolutely was the GM at that point. He said the reason he took him and didn't want to trade down – was because he thought Barkley was a Hall of Famer, and you don't you don't screw around with bringing in a Hall of Famer. You are uh, hold on, Gettleman's first move. Um, hold on a second. Gettleman's first move was letting go of Landon Collins. Then he traded Beckham for a first and a third rounder in the 2019 draft. So he became. In 2017, so the 2018 draft is when they had. You are correct. They got Barkley. So you are 100% correct. I missed a year. So at the end of the day, now, were there some things that were decent? Marcus Golden on a one year flyer. Good move. Um, what's his name? Darius Slate in the fifth round. Looking like a good move. But all in all, now, there are also apparently players and coaches have said they will not go to the Giants while Gettleman is there. Supposedly, Matt Rule is the, is the, top, is the top, top candidate for the Giants' job. And his big hesitancy is Gettleman. So, to me, now, not saying that Matt Rule is the end-all, be-all, but, you know, he's been successful, but he's been successful at the college level. We don't know what we're getting at the NFL level. And I'm not sure he's the right guy. But that being said, I can't have a GM whose drafts have been spotty, whose trades have been mediocre, and players and coaches alike don't want to go to the team because of him. Plus, he's arrogant as crap for a guy who I don't think is ever – who. It's never led a team anywhere. I don't think he was. I don't think he was the GM when Carolina went fifteen and one. I think Martin Marty Hunley uh, was. So why should I be in favor of this? I'm keeping him. Okay, I'm simply asking you a very specific question. So you want him gone? But let's assume he can't go. So who are you going to pick up for your coach, considering he's not gone? Who do I want or who do we get? Give me both. I think we end up with Garrett. Yay! And I'm... Yeah, not excited about that at all. Who do I want? I'm play- I may want McDaniel. Supposedly, like if I'm if I'm if I'm McDaniel, this is the end. This is pretty much. This is most likely the end of the dynasty. And if Belichick is not retiring anytime soon, it's time for me to move on. Assuming that he's mature, he's actually going to take the job if it's offered to him, or he's not going to renege on it. You know, the enemy, I wouldn't mind a guy like a Leslie, like a, like a Chris Richard down in Dallas. Although, you know, although their defense wasn't great this year, but that was who I wanted two years ago, or who I wanted to adjust last year. Um, I'm not excited. You know, Rivera, Rivera I'd be fine with. I'm not excited by McCarthy, although he's pretty decent with quarterbacks. Um, Matt Rule, I honestly don't know enough about. I just don't. Um, so All right, we'll see. So I think they're going to end up play, with Garrett. Let's, let's play coaching roulette. 
I'm going to give you a job. You tell me where if who goes there. Okay, Redskins. Yep. I think Rivera's going to end up Not, with a job. Okay. Giants. You said you I get the sinking feeling it's going to be Jason Garrett. Okay. Cleveland. Mike McCarthy. Dallas. Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer. Does Urban Meyer keep Kellen Moore? Yeah, he does. I think it's actually, I think whoever takes that deal, whoever takes that job, will be required to keep Kellen Moore. I think and Kellen Moore is the next is the next coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Not this one, but the next one. What is the other team? What is the surprise team that you see going to be looking for a coach in the next week? Houston. Okay, and who? So you don't do you think Bill O'Brien winds up in one of the other jobs, or is he done for now? I think he's I think he's done for a year. So you haven't so you haven't named Josh McDaniel. Do you think Josh McDaniel winds up in Houston? I think it's going to be McDaniel is going to be a tough. I don't know. I just don't know. Um, I think if Cleveland goes, if Cleveland goes with Greg Roman, I wouldn't be surprised to see Houston go with Roman, who's done such a fabulous job with um, with um, with uh, Lamar Jackson. You have another running quarterback, although not to the same degree. Um, although I honestly wouldn't be surprised to see. That see Houston go with like a Leslie Frazier honestly and go with a defensive guy they have the offensive talent they need but whatever they have they need a motivator and I don't think Bill O'Brien is a motivator okay so let's move off a little bit from the NFL oh, wait, 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 the wait, wait, NFL. wait 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 what happened to Carolina <laughs> who's going to Carolina oh oh I'm sorry I forgot about Carolina well, who goes to Carolina no, I'm asking you. I just did four of them. Who do you think is going to Carolina? All right. So let me play the game then. I think Josh McDaniel winds up in Cleveland with Booker Mayfield. Booker Mayfield. I think Ron Rivera does wind up exactly where you said, unless Daniel Snyder is a moron, which is saying a lot because we already know he is. The only other option, I think, for Ron Rivera would be the Giants. I think he would go to the Giants. I think his relationship with Gettleman is actually a plus for him. And a plus for Gettleman. Because you know the two of them will work together. Okay. Let's say that Dallas fires Garrett, which is what we're presuming. I think that is Lincoln Riley's job. And the question is whether Lincoln Riley keeps Kellen Moore. Lincoln Riley's not keeping Kellen Moore. Well, that That was going to be my next question. No, Lincoln Riley's 34 years old. Right. You don't need Kellen Moore in that facet. Which could mean that Kellen Moore could be your offensive coordinator next year. Okay. Which wouldn't be all that bad. Which wouldn't be all that bad. Okay. The Giants. I think the Giants are the hardest one to pick. Because I don't think they wind up with Garrett. I don't think Garrett goes anywhere if he gets fired well, or not re-signed. So I don't think that. If you're looking for Carolina, Carolina is the hardest one to me because I see You just said the Giants like, were 10 seconds ago. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay. Let me rephrase. Carolina is the hardest one to me because Marty Herney is not there long term. So he's there for now, as is Gettleman, but Gettleman actually will be there probably. I don't think Gettleman gets fired even next year. 
So I think he's there for a while. I think he's there I don't think... You're fading out. Okay. I don't think Dave Tepper has any patience whatsoever. And here's here's the... For Carolina. I can't hear a word you're saying. The shot in the dark for Carolina is Mike Tomlin. Did you hear that? Really? Yep. What are you going to offer shot Pittsburgh? In the dark. What are you going to offer Pittsburgh that's going to let them trade Mike Tomlin? Well... Pittsburgh doesn't have a first-round pick. Remember, they traded for Mika Fitzpatrick. What else are you going to trade? I'm not sure. Pittsburgh. (laughs) Well, if Mike, I don't know how long Tomlin's got left on his deal, but if they sign, if they bring over Kevin Colbert, who I know is a free agent after this year, he does not have a deal. I'm not sure that. You keep a lame duck coach. I don't know. Just saying. I think that's your surprise. I think Mike Tomlin winds up in Carolina. So who? So okay. We talked about this last year. So I think this year, kind of even knowing they we, didn't make the play, even knowing this, even knowing we this year they did not make the playoffs. I don't think anyone was not impressed by. Um. Tomlin's job, considering they were on their third quarterback the entire year. Oh no, um, I get so it. The Giants... I mean, look, Tomlin, look, Tomlin's impressed you, and I thought you were impossible to impress with Mike Tomlin. Like you had him fired last year. So, all right. So here, here's an interesting one for the Giants: Mike Zimmer. I'd be ecstatic. I think Zimmer's a great coach. I know you would. So do I. He's also in the last year of his contract. If Mike Zimmer and the Vikings fall to the Saints next week, or this week, excuse me, on, I think it's Sunday, either Saturday or Sunday, this week, Mike Zimmer has never made out of the first round of the playoffs. Ever. Yes, he did. Have they plateaued? He made the conference. No. He made the conference semifinals, the Case Keenum year. Oh, Case Keenum year. Damn it. I'm like one year off with coaches. Darn it. Sorry. Like I said, it's been a working day. Really, really busy today. So my brain's a little off. Okay. So for the Giants, I think I said Mike Zimmer. So, okay. So let's get off the NFL for a second. And let's, let's talk about it's 2019, the conclusion I don't want to look back. I want to look forward. Seth, give me a person in the NFL that we're going to hear a lot more about next year that we didn't hear a lot about this year. Who's the guy that that we're, we're all of a sudden going to go either he's been in the league, he's still in the league, he's coming into the league? Who are we looking at? Besides Joe Burrow, I think. I'm not giving you the easy Joe way. Burr- I was going to say Joe Burrow is the no-brainer. Yeah, uh, not giving you the easy way out. It's Jerry Judy, the wide receiver from Alabama, um, who's probably the best player in the draft. But based on the needs of the team in the top five, may not go that early. 6'2", he's kind of – he doesn't have the overwhelming numbers. He doesn't run a 4'3". He doesn't – you know, he's not – you know, DK, he's not built like DK Metcalf, but man, that dude can play. And he kind of reminds me mm-hmm. of the Mike Thomas runs perfect routes, has great hands, will always find a way to get open. He will be the, he will be the star of the, of the, of the rookie class of 2020. So you mean Jerry Judy, the first round pick of the New York Jets? If you weren't picking number ten, yes, or nine, or wherever. The I think he may. I think he may fall. I think he may fall to nine or ten, but we shall see. 
the the Jets certainly do have a need, and now they have an extra third-round pick, a high third-round pick. Thank you very much to the Giants. Okay, my guy in the NFL that I think that you're going to – you've heard of, but you haven't heard of in a while, you're going to hear of the return of Ben Roethlisberger. And he's been out of sight, out of mind. But that team, we saw it this year. That team with a, with a decent offense, and they didn't have any offense this year, a decent offense will make a run at the Super Bowl next year. I truly believe that. With or without Mike Tomlin, they will make a run at the Super Bowl. Okay, give me your uh, NBA player. doesn't have to be a rookie. It could be a breakout guy. It could be a coach. Who are we going to be talking about in 2020? I think we, we you know, there's been so much trade talk about this guy over the last couple of years. I think Jalen Brown, who has been sensational for Boston this year, kind of usurps Tatum as the over as the best player on that team, and leads the, you know especially with Giannis in the last if Giannis decides not to resign in Milwaukee again that may be an extra year away, but I think he leads into the conference finals and kind of becomes, takes the next step towards, towards stardom. So you think if Giannis doesn't resign, the trade is to the Celtics? No, it's nothing to do with the trade to the Celtics. They're not, they're not oh, going to okay. trade. I don't think they can trade Giannis no matter what. I think Giannis means too much to that. Like Giannis means too much to that community. I think they have to fight the good fight and then hope like hell that they can win a title with him in one of the two years and go from there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that was going to be my next question, but I'll, I'll, I'll tell you who I think first. I think you're, you, the guy that you'll be looking at is the return of Kevin Durant from who? a year of, yeah, that guy, That's you know, easy. the guy that, that that's easy. Really? You think that's easy? Yeah. He's the best player in the world. Of course that's easy. But Okay, fine. I will t- but uh, again, out of sight, out of mind to me. Okay. If you want to look fine, okay? This is a year you find out how good Jimmy Butler really is. Okay? I think in the playoffs he could lead that team to the conference finals. Is that fair? No. They're 24 How and 8. He was an Olympian. He's an Olympian. But but he's an Olympian on good teams. Now he's finally going to a bad team. Fine. Okay, I'll give you another one, okay? Carl Anthony Towns gets traded this year. Better? Sure. Give up. Sure. I'm trying here, buddy. I'm trying for predictions. Okay. So... My next question is, does Giannis sign, resign? They, they're going to give him in 2020 the Supermax. Does he come back to Milwaukee full-time? I think it's a yes. I think it's actually a no-brainer. Yeah, yeah I think he does. I think he's actually And the really little guy there. wins. And the little city wins. Yeah, well, once is better than none. I mean, you could say Minneapolis won with Carl Anthony Towns, but I think he's gone, so it doesn't really matter. Um, okay. Um, what pick do the Knicks have this year in the draft? One. The first pick. And who are they taking? Anthony Edwards. The swing guy. Okay. Actually, that would be either him or Lamelo or Bell. Oh, please help me. Actually, I you think, think they're going to take Lamelo Bell. No, you have Mitchell oh, Robinson. You're it. not going to take. You're not going to take a seven foot defensive guy. I think you're going to take Lamelo Bell to the New York Knicks, and that's what you do. Just so you, just so I can have a panic attack every time I hear it. It's first of all, it's Ball, not Bell, but I understand. Whatever. Uh, by the way, props to the to Aaron, Justin, and Drew Holiday the other night, all playing on the same court. Did you see that? 
I know they did. I didn't really see too much of it, but I know they did. Yeah, yeah. Prop, props to mom and dad, I mean, of, of that family. I mean, those three guys never get into any trouble. They've been exemplary players and all real good defensive players with some offensive skill, especially Drew. But, yeah, I mean, props to the family. Okay. Uh, in Major League Baseball, what's the name that we're, we're going to hear most besides Garrett Cole? I was going to have the return of Bryce. <laughs> <laughs> the return of who? The return of Bryce. He, he's, that's he's not a bad that, – that's not bad. I'm, yes. I'm with you on that. Yeah. I, well, that's it. It's the redemption of Bryce because he leaves. Ewing theory kicks in. I know you're not a big believer in that, the Ewing theory play. But he I can't was well intense and purposes. <laughs> yeah, I know. The best non-pitcher on that team – and he talks about how Washington's going to win the World Series at his Philadelphia press conference, and he was right. Now, he meant it accidentally, but that's okay. But I think, I think he's embarrassed. I think he comes back truly motivated and has an absolute monster year next year. Okay. I think the guy that you hear about – look, Bryce was definitely on the list, but – I think it's more I, – I think it's Jay Patterson. And you're going to go, who the heck is Jay Patterson? Do you know who I'm talking about or no? I'll be honest, Sean. Who the heck is Jay Patterson? Any idea? And, and, no. I'm sorry. It's not Patterson. It's Paddock. It's Jay Paddock. I, I, you're still going to go, I have no idea. But Jay Paddock is the number one pitcher for the San Diego Padres. Yes, I know. I just – quoted the, the ace of the Padres. The Padres Wait, are going to make Randy, some moves. It's not, it's, not, it's not Mark Langston? It's not Randy Jones. It's not Mar- Mark not Langston Randy never Jones? played on the Padres. Mark Langston I never played on did. the Padres. I think he did. I think he led up the, led up the grand slam to Chino Martinez in the 98 series. Really? I think so. No way. That rings the bell. Well, Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, all right. I'll, I'll look it up, but I don't think he ever played with the Padres. He played with a lot of teams, but I don't think it was the Padres. Um, okay, so I think it's Jay Paddock. Um, I'm going to look up Mark Langston right now because this actually has me interested that you may have just stumped me on baseball, which doesn't occur very often. Okay, Mark that would Langston. Hurt. I did that. It would hurt. Okay, 98. Yeah, he played with the Padres. You gotta be kidding me! One year. Wow! And his ERA, hold on, his ERA in the playoffs had to be awful that year, right? Yeah, forty point five zero. Well done, sir. Hoo! Wow! Wow! You can just like drop the mic and walk home now. Uh, pretty much what I'm doing. <laughs> well done. Okay. Okay, so we got seven minutes left. So, NHL, who are we hearing about besides Taylor Hall? I'll let you go first on hockey, dude. Really? Yeah, I've gone first on All everything right. else. That's fine. I'm I'm getting the name. There is a name that uh, darn it, I can't remember her name. Hold on. Huh? Yep, it's Emily Castongi. Castongi. And the reason why you're going to hear Emily Castongi is because she she is the agent for the top prospect in the draft this year. So a Montreal native, she's pl- she was born into hockey, or play- or obviously her father, her brothers, whatever. But it has never happened that a female has represented, a woman has represented, a t- really a top player by herself. They always have like Kim NG, who was, who was a player representative for a big conglomerate, then went in-house for the Yankees and for the Dodgers. But Castingy has this guy all to, himself, all to herself. 
So I think she, uh, you're going to hear a lot about her. I know. I just pulled one out of my butt. Yes, you did. That is completely Thank out you. of your butt. Thank you. So I guess to go with you're going to you hear. We're going to hear a lot of. No, I'll have for shits and giggles. I will do. I will take this. Is I'm going to give you this. We're going to hear a lot about Barry Trotz this year. Because somehow Woo! he's going to leave the island, your beloved Islanders somewhere. I'm kidding. I have no idea what he's going to lead them to. But that that team is 25 and 10 or whatever the hell they are at this point. Jesus Christ. Enjoy it. They Absolutely are. Blow, my they, well, they, they won again last night. And you know what this year is? Besides the presidential year, 2020. What does presidential year always mean? I don't know. There, there are two things that the presidential year always means. One is a leap year. It's always a leap year. And number two, true. it's Olympic time again. That is true. We're in the Summer Olympics. So that you could true. have said we'll hear Michael Phelps' name, but I don't think you're going to hear Michael Phelps again. I think he's done. I think he is well, done. Well, he said, he said he was done, so I said he was. And more, and more power to him. Okay, so we got four minutes left. Please tell me what you wish for 2020. I wish for a few things. I wish for the continued expansion of Caymans and Associates. I wish for a final four for Maryland. And I wish for a new president in no particular order. Actually, in, in a particular order, but I'll keep up. In a particular order. An amazing national, <laughs> and an amazing national championship game. Okay. Uh, oh, and by the way, who are you picking for the national championship? Will we be talking before then? We will. Yeah, we'll host that. National week. championship is next, is next Monday, right? No, it's two weeks from Monday. Two weeks from Monday. Okay, so we'll talk 13th. about that in a second. Oh. And happy wow. new year, everybody. Late. Happy New Year. So for me, um, number one, a very happy and healthy New Year to everybody. Um, On a personal note, my brother and I were in a car crash this past week, and it really, we're both fine. Car is a wreck. Car is damaged beyond belief and done, totaled. But it really, you appreciate when you walk out of a wreck like that, how fragile life really is. And um, so I am incredibly thankful for the makers of the Honda Pilot for putting together such a sturdy car. Uh, that being said, um, I wish continued success for the Seth and Sean Sports Radio Show, continued success for Caymans and Associates, as well as for Sean Palmer, just me in general. Um, also a new president as well. Um, but most of all, I just wish that um, you know what? This is my first full year in Atlanta. I'm almost done. It happens in March already that it'll be a full year, and I'm enjoying life. And I just purchased a new car yesterday, so I'll be enjoying uh, life with a convertible very soon. So I am very happy to have made the, the voyage, the trip, the excursion, whatever you want to call it. And uh, a wish of mine is that Maryland makes the Final Four. So that way Seth can come and visit me in Atlanta. So I hope beyond hope that Maryland makes the final four or Seth just comes anyway. But anyway, for Seth Kamins, this is Sean Palmer, backsportspage.com, blog talk radio. We'll be back next week at our normal time. Uh, From our families to yours, a very happy and healthy new year. And ladies and gentlemen, just be safe. Just be safe when you go out tomorrow night. Um, there's a lot that could happen in a short period of time. So happy new year, everybody. We'll talk to you in 2020.